Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are tuned in to Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I'll be taking your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the number uh, being given to you that you can be a part of the show as you call in, and uh, you can do that at 303-690-3000. So grab one of those open lines. If you grab it early in the show, we'll get you on the air, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. We are here to point you to God's Word, to give you clarity and understanding from the Word of God, and to encourage you through the Word of God. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Maybe you got a question that your Bible reading has brought up. Maybe you look around uh, the things that are taking place in this world, and you think, how do we respond as a Christian? Or you might be thinking, how do I live as a Christian? I'd love to be able to bless you and to encourage you in the ways of the Lord any way that I can. So 303-690-3000. You, the listener, this is your show. You make the show. Let's talk about the things that are important to you, the things of the Lord, and also to take prayer requests. As I'm sure that many of you, you have Uh, prayer uh, request that uh, you'd love to be able to lift up to the Lord, all of us together that are listening uh, to today's program. Those of you in Grace FM uh, area of Colorado, Southern Colorado, 101.7, we welcome you from Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs, and then also in Northern Colorado from Castle Rock, uh, all along the Front Range, 89.7, all the way up through Boulder and Longmont and Greeley and Fort Collins and Cheyenne and Laramie, Wyoming. We want to welcome you to today's program. It's cold and blistery today. The The weather seems like it can't make up its mind in April. It's warm one day and cold the next, but spring is coming. Summer's going to be coming soon, and uh, and so blessed to just be with you today and to be able to share the things of the Lord with you. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. also want to welcome those on the East Coast who are a week delayed in, in uh, listening to the programs, but you can call at this time as well at 303-690-3000. And there is a second means for you to be able to ask a question or to be able to uh, give your prayer requests and that is through a text line. And as time permits today, as we go through the show, uh, we will go to those text questions. And that text line is 720-336-0897. And as the psalmist David writes that in, in Psalm 37, that we're to trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness and commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Hey, we can go to the Lord. We can trust in him. And we can uh, feed on his word, 
delight ourselves in the Lord here this next hour, commit our ways to him, and to know that he is faithful, and to to know that uh, he is the one uh, that is going to bring us wisdom, and he's the one that will bring us success in the best sense of the word, because remember that Joshua chapter 1, that it was Joshua that was told to meditate on the word of God day and night, and you will be prosperous and successful. So in the best sense of the word, prosperous and successful, is the one who's grounded in the word of God. Uh, so uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Michael in Denver. So, Michael, you're on Calvary Live. Pastor Fig, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing, Michael? I'm not doing so good, Pastor. My my, I I've been having a I've been having a rough time for a while, and I need okay. prayer for my Christian walk. But I would like to pray first, and then if you could, would finish it off, I would greatly sure. appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Amen. Father, I come to you right now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I confess my disobedience to you, God, and my walking in my flesh, and all the dishonor and irreverence that I've shown toward you here of recently. Father, I'm sorry. I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask for your help because I don't want to stay this way. You brought me so far, and I don't want to stop moving forward with you. So, Father, I just pray for your help right now. And forgive me for my sins against you, my transgressions, and all the dishonor and disrespect I've shown toward you. And I pray, God, right now, name your son for your help. Father, I do pray for my brother Michael, who's been struggling. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you would uh, just fill him with your love, fill him with your word, and fill him with your spirit. I can tell that he's discouraged, and I know that um, as I listen to him, he is brokenhearted. So Lord, I pray that you administer your love to him, strengthen him in every way. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, give him wisdom. And Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that your children can come to you and that we can uh, just throw ourselves upon your grace and mercy and upon the blood of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that even as Psalm 31 says, to be of good courage and he will strengthen our hearts, all of us who hope in the Lord, that that would be a word for Michael, that he would know that your love remains, that you desire to do that work in his life, And Lord, I just pray that you would work in him in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You bet. Hang in there, brother. All right, 303-690-3000. As most of you know, that um, as somebody hangs up, there's an open line. And we're going to continue going to the phone uh, lines, 303-690-3000. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. I'm your host today. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley and so delighted to be with you. So let's continue in line three, Brian in Lakewood. Brian, Hi. you're on Calvary Live. Um, so, uh, man, like, I've spent like most of my life struggling with sexual sin, and I am like, I'm just so sick of, so sick of dealing with this. Right. Like, 
like I'm just tired of being tempted every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian, we're going to pray for you, and I can hear in your voice how uh, discouraged you are and frustrated you are, but uh, I, I want you to know that um, that the Lord desires to help you, and He desires to be with you, and um, and He does call us to holiness. He calls us to live for Him, um, and we know that his word is true in Romans chapter 8, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus um, who do not walk according to flesh but according to spirit. What is difficult is when we struggle with the flesh. And so what I want to pray is that <clears throat> the Lord just fills you with his spirit because as Galatians tells us, that those who walk in the spirit shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. There's still that warring that goes on. But to really every opportunity that you have, uh, Brian, to put away the things of the world, whatever it may be there that's causing you to struggle. Even as Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, you know, then cut it off. He's not talking about physical mutilation. He's talking about deal with it radically. And then what we are to do is we are to renew our minds with the Word of God. And what we're to do is to every moment is to just be surrendered to him and calling out to him. He knows but we're but dust. And he knows the temptation that is there, even as he writes in 1 Corinthians 10, that there's no temptation that can overtake us, that there's no escape. In other words, as he was talking about the children of Israel there in that chapter, that, you know, their disobedience, and as, um, you know, those things were written for us, for our admonition, the Lord is there to give you a way of escape. And that is, he desires to strengthen you, to fill you with his word and with his love. So, Father, I pray for Brian as he faces these temptations and he struggles in the flesh um, with what he just has described. And, Lord, he's, he's brokenhearted, he's frustrated, and, um, and, Lord, I know he's being convicted. So I pray right now that as he comes and he realizes his sin— and um, he's beginning to hate it. That's a good sign, because we should hate sin. We should hate what it does to us and how it breaks that fellowship and intimacy with you, not our relationship, but closeness and intimacy with you. And Lord, I pray for Brian that you would fill him right now with your spirit, that you would enable him to live a life after you, that you would fill him, baptize him with the Holy Spirit, that Lord, that you would um, fill him with your love, and, Lord, that he would renew his mind with the Word of God and look to you every hour, every moment of the day. And, Lord, that you would just uh, take away these temptations, the struggle in the flesh, and help him to walk in the Spirit, Lord. And I pray for strength and wisdom and encouragement that he get plugged into to fellowship with some men that will help him and encourage him and strengthen him in every way. But, Lord, just be with him. You're not done with him, and your love remains with him. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Brian, keep keep in contact with us, all right, so we can pray for you. Yeah, thanks. All right, brother. All right. It can be a struggle out there, and, and we're here to pray for you for any prayer needs. 
to show you the Word of God. Um, let's go to Julie in Longmont. Julie? Yes, hello, Pastor Fig. God bless you, and thank you for your ministry. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Uh, before I give you my request, uh, just... This is for Brian. Just this morning, one of the Calvary pastors on the radio pointed out that Jesus was tempted in the wilderness 40 days. The Bible only tells us three of those temptations, but he pointed out that he was tempted every day in every way, in every way that we are. And there, there's the overcoming for us. And that was something that I had never... Uh, been aware, you know, I, I, it never occurred to me before. Uh, you hear about the three, and right. uh, so that, yeah. that, that and, blessed me, and, and that, maybe it'll bless Brian. Yeah, exactly, and you're right on that. Just, um, I know that uh, you have a prayer request, but it just reminds me that in that wilderness temptation, it wasn't just the three. Uh, the, the language there indicates to us that it was a continual temptation, but the verse that you're, you're, um, making reference to is in chapter 4 of Hebrews. It says that, uh, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we were yet without sin. Yeah, and, in uh, all so, points, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yet without yeah. sin. And so, yeah, it's an incredible verse. So so yes, how can we is. minister? how can we minister to you today, Julie? All right, uh, two separate but related. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law are leaving early tomorrow morning uh, to fly to Hawaii. Uh, this is a, their 25th anniversary celebration, the first vacation they have ever taken. And the Lord has just worked this out beautifully to make it happen, and I praise Him for it. I'm asking travel mercies and safety for them, and also... Uh, my son Jim and his wife Diane, she lost her older sister to cancer uh, several years ago and has been, I think, blaming God. She's angry and she's she's backed away from church and she's struggling with her spiritual life because of this. She cannot reconcile with her older daughter was a very dedicated nurse and a, a strong Christian. And this has just shaken her foundations. And we've been yeah. praying, holding her in prayer constantly, naturally, but uh, just an extra special uh, prayer for her that this trip will somehow, uh, maybe through the, the beauty of God's creation, the, the magnificence yeah. of His creation will perhaps touch her heart, open her eyes to, to what she truly needs. Right. And that's that's you know, my prayer. Good. And we'll pray for that. You know, it reminded me. Julie, as you were talking, that um, it was uh, three years ago that my wife and I, on our 25th anniversary, we went to Hawaii oh. about this same time of the year. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a very beautiful place. Uh, hopefully they'll get some rest and relaxation. But what I well, pray and for... Well, staying with a, a friend. My son's a massage therapist. Anyway, one of his clients spends half his time. He's retired over there, and he has a home. And he is is uh, providing uh, a home and a boat and a vehicle and a uh, mm. tour guide and uh, everything. All, all Jim had to do was come up with the plane tickets. And as I say, God has, has just opened so many doors for this trip. But, but yeah. uh, you it, know, we're going to... We're going to pray that, 
Yeah, it is. And it is a blessing. It was a blessing for us because that was our first trip. And, uh-huh. and, uh, and so it reminded me of that. But most of all, your daughter-in-law, that she'll find rest in the Lord. And yes. sometimes as people go through grieving, they, they, it can be very difficult. And um, we just pray that um, I, I don't know who she lost, if they were a Christian or not. Yes, her um, sister, her older sister. She was a very, I, she was a very uh, strong Christian, and and Diane just can't think. You know, why did why did God take her? Why why did she get cancer? Why 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 why? <laughs> yeah. But and so, uh, sometimes as even a side as side note, I yeah. wandered for many many years away from the Lord. So I, in a way, I can relate with yeah. Diane. I know sure. how hard it is to let go and humble and come back. But yeah. that's what we're praying for. God has drawn me back, and uh, I know He wants to draw her back. Yeah, yeah, and let's pray. So, Father, I thank you for Julie calling, and uh, that her son and and son and uh, daughter-in-law Diane gets to go away and to be able to um, be refreshed and renewed in a very beautiful place. Those of us who have had opportunities to go uh, to our fifth estate. Um, that it is a blessing, and it's their first trip. And I, I just pray that they would have that rest and relaxation. I thank you uh, for 25 years of marriage for them. But, Lord, most of all, that uh, Diane would find rest in you, that your word declares yes, that, that is um, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, that it's not the end. It's, it's graduation. And, and what hurts is the separation, but that she would be reminded of the living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as Peter writes. It's not a dead hope. It's a living hope. Yes. And that she would come to understand that the separation is temporary, but the reunion, ah, the reunion is going to be eternal. And so, Lord, minister to her that she would be able to trust in you, when we are confronted with things that we don't understand, that we can fall back on what we can understand, and that is of your love, and that you give us hope, and Lord, that um, that we can entrust everything to you, our lives, and we don't know the day or the hour of when our loved ones or ourselves are appointed to death, but Lord, that we can rejoice in the hope that we have in you. So I pray that you would press those truths in your love to her once again to bring her back into fellowship with you and, and to other believers and to give her that peace that passes understanding. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, thank you, Pastor. And uh, side note, speaking of hope, uh, my son is uh, right now he's a strong Christian. Uh, years ago, he had a severe motorcycle accident and brain injury. Uh-huh. He was a year in brain therapy. Today, he is memorizing the Psalms, and he has committed many, many of the Psalms to memory, and you give him a number, and he can recite it. And this, this, just extending a word, if there's anyone out there listening that that is wondering, you know, if, if they've been damaged and can they come back, yes, they can. God can do miracles. Yeah. He's, he's in the miracle amazing, amazing. business. Yeah. And I think that's so neat what you just said, that he memorizes Scripture. 
because the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. Oh, and, yes. You know, yes, it is. And, yes, it is. And just to come alive in one's mind and being refreshed and renewed in his mind and in his heart. That's yes. so cool. Yes, yeah. yes. And he is he is ministering to my brother every Tuesday we go down to my brother who has Alzheimer's and we take him yeah. communion and Jim ministers to him and it's just Bless you guys. He's a wonderful yeah. son and he's such a blessing and I thank you Lord yeah. for him. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Julie, that's thank a blessing. You. you have a great great day. Thanks for thank calling you, Julie. And and we'll pray for their trip. All right, 303-690-3000. So good to hear from Julie and her prayer requests and how she's just trusting in the Lord. Um, let's go to Britta in Colorado Springs. Britta? Hi. A- am I saying that right? You are, actually. Yep. Um, so um, I had a prayer request um, and a question, but really quick sure. um, for... Um, the woman that was just on the phone before me, um, I actually mm-hmm. am going to grief counseling for the loss of my dad. He died unexpectedly of his heart attack, um, and we found oh, out on Father's Day about three years ago. And um, uh-huh. I just would like to mention that there's also um, prayer definitely helps, you know, and just being, you know, able to talk about things. But also there's so many resources um, that we that's available to us as well, and the Grief Recovery Handbook is a really right. good resource as well. So um, anyways, right. um, so for my question, um, I was curious if it's okay to get a tattoo because I came in on the end of an answer um, on the talk line, I think it was like a week ago, and I didn't hear the explanation of it. And then I have a question also. Okay. Or a prayer. Um, <laughs> is it okay for a Christian to get a tattoo? If you're my daughter, it's not okay. Um, that's the short answer. You know what? That's really between you and the Lord. Um, there are those who will point to, um, the book of Leviticus. Uh, I believe it's, uh, chapter 19 or chapter 17. I'm trying to find a source here about that. You shouldn't mark your body, but what that was, um, related to was, uh, the marking of your body in a way, tattoo, uh, that, you know, you are associated with idol worship. Um, right. So, so, it, so there are those who get a tattoo that really want to express their love for the Lord or have a verse or, um, you know, something like that. So that's really between you and the Lord. Um, oh, okay. and, and so that's where I leave it. Uh, I just tell young people, remember, um, it's going to be there for good. And, um, you know, and here's the thing. First Corinthians chapter 10 declares everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Um, you know, everything is, is uh, lawful, but not everything is constructive. Um, so that's really that area of liberty where you need to decide and take to the Lord. Some people okay. have absolutely no problems for it. I know guys that love the Lord. They have tattoos. It really isn't an issue to me at all. Um, and it needs to be between, between, between you and the Lord. And to remember that it's there, um, the guys that get the razors on their arms, I tell them one day you're going to get old like me. <laughs> it's not going to look so cool, but well, you so know, the thing is, is I have a couple of tattoos. Um, yeah. but, um, I'm trying to like, well, when I was, 
younger, I didn't really care. I kind of grew up on and off in the church, um, but I didn't have my own actual connection. And I'm at a right. point in my life where it's actually important for me to honor God and to, you know, walk um, in a right relationship with Him. Right. And uh, I have a friend who does, um, she studies, um, like, paradoxical Judaism. So she was saying, I guess, how she was explaining it is like, I don't know, basically it's evil. And I was like, I don't know if I'd go that far for tattoos. Um, But I was just curious because, like, there's a few more that I wanted to get. And, like, I have a Bible verse, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Um, So I was just curious. Um, You know, the the New Testament doesn't say anything about whether or not uh, believers should get a tattoo. So, you know, here's here's the thing that might be of guidance for anybody, not just tattoos, Mm -hmm. uh, but for anything that we do in this whole area of liberty, Britta, and uh-huh. that is, do you are you honoring the Lord with it? You know, can the Lord look at it and say this is good? Um, do you have a peace about it in your heart, uh, a good conscience about it? And those things help me whether okay. I do something. And then, and then of course Paul goes on to say, you know, about the whole issue of stumbling a weaker brother or sister. Those are kind of the uh, tests that I go through if, in this whole area of liberty. But I know plenty of people that got tattoos, and I'm perfectly fine with it. They love the Lord. They, I, uh, what matters to me is what's in their heart and right. their love for the Lord and their worship for the Lord. And um, to me, that's the priority. So really between you and the Lord. Okay, cool. Thanks for, for uh, clearing that up for me. Yeah, you bet. Um, absolutely. And then uh, for my prayer request, um, also on the same note that I'm trying to, you know, have a a closer walk with God and to honor Him, and um, I'm a single mom. I have two um, young girls. I have a 5-year-old and a 10-month-old, but uh, recently I've really been trying to, you know, bring them up in the church and try to set a good example and just honor right. him and everything that I do. And so I decided that I was going to um, re-pledge myself and just kind of be sexually pure until marriage um, at this point. And um, I guess really I just would like prayer to uh, to help me be a good example to my children and to um, walk um, with God and to honor him because there's it seems like since I basically— like, because I'm open about it now. I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to do that because, you know, that's my way of honoring God. And everybody, like, laughs at it. And it doesn't matter what other people think. Um, it doesn't matter. It's just, and, like, people, like, it's just like like the enemy right. is just, like, slamming yep. you left and right ever since he, then, you know? He is, and, and he's going to say, culture says different. And, Bredick, here, here's the thing, because I'm a father of four kids, and if you're trying to raise your children in the ways of the Lord— and giving them the word of God, and then you're living another way, I'll tell you what, they are smart, and they understand that. Right. And they see the, the the hypocrisy, they see the confusion in that. And we got kids, you know, um, that we, we know here that, um, that they're angry because uh-huh. their parents say, you go to church and you live morally, but we're not going to. And, yeah. and, they're on watching pornography or there's, you know, um, you know, being impure sexually. And they understand that the best thing that you can do for your kids 
is that you are living in purity, and that's what the Lord has called you to do. So I'm going to pray for you. We're just about a minute from break. So, Father, I pray for Britta. I thank you for her honesty. I thank you for her heart. And I just pray you help her to live in purity, to be that example to her kids, that her kids can look at her and say, Mom loves the Lord and walks in the ways of the Lord. It's not a matter of legalism. It's a matter of wisdom. So they can see the benefits and blessings that come in walking in holiness and the freedom that she has to live for Christ. And Lord, culture will come against them and temptation will be there. I pray for a hedge of protection that she would live in a way that is pleasing to her God, and it will be a blessing to her children, Lord. And I thank you for Britta. I just pray that you work in her life in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, amen. Britta. Keep in touch with us, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Have a good okay. day. All right. Live for Jesus. That's the message. Live for Jesus. Don't let culture turn you away from the Lord. Hey, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. We've had some great discussions and uh, just being able to minister to things of the Lord to those who have called in. Uh, I welcome you to do that at 303-690-3000. The text line to text in a question or a prayer request is 720-336-0897. I am Jeff Figgs, pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Welcome all the Grace FM listeners and Truth FM and Hope FM on the East Coast. You are a week delayed, but call it this number. And if you're listening online, there are those all around the country listening online. Give us a call. We're so blessed that you're a part of our show here today. Well, Dave from Aurora has been waiting Dave, you're on Calvary Live, Dave. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you today? Um, blessed in Jesus. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so I had a um I was listening to that call earlier in regards to the uh was Bretta who asked about a tattoo and yeah. um I do agree with you, he glorified uh the Lord with your body, which says so in First Corinthians six for uh Chapter six, verse twenty. Um, right. No, I, I do agree with that, and yeah, like you said earlier, with Leviticus, it's more so for the cuttings, you know, for idolatry. So that was very interesting. I, I heard that from my kids and asked me the question. I said, "Well, you, you need to honor your parents first when you're out eighteen years old, yeah. between you and God." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know that answer. I had the same thing. Right. <laughs> oh my. So, so what can we I do, do have, for you um, today, Dave? Question, though. I'm struggling. Yeah. Well, not really struggling with. Um, I guess uh, with the the bride of Christ, um, I've heard it both ways. Where the where the bride of Christ is the body of Christ, but I don't see how that. I'm kind of torn between if that body of Christ is actually. Excuse me, the bride of Christ is the body of Christ, or is it the New Jerusalem? And I kind of struggle with that because. I don't, I'm kind of leaning towards where it's not the body of Christ, only because how Israel is referred to as, as the wife who, who the Lord is trying to get back since the Old Testament, and with Revelation it says that the bride of Christ is the New Jerusalem. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that, and afterwards I have a prayer request. 
Yeah, and that's a good question, and I think that um, kind of gets debated at times uh, about the the bride of Christ and is the church really the bride of Christ? Uh, I think for me, um, and I'm just kind of going uh, right now from uh, just my own Bible studies in Ephesians that uh, um, we know that Israel is called the bride, um, but in Ephesians chapter five, we know that Paul's talking about marriage. And um, right. and when he's talking about marriage, he says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Um, he gives that quote. So I don't have a problem calling the believers in the, the body of Christ, um, the bride of Christ. We do know that Jesus referred to himself as who? The bridegroom. And as, as long as the bridegroom is here, there's going to be rejoicing when they're asking him about fasting and stuff. And I think uh, the broad of Christ being referred to as the New Jerusalem, you're in Revelation chapter 20, right? Yes. So um, the New Jerusalem also called uh, the bride, but um, I have to look at that. But it is talking about the New Jerusalem, chapter 21 actually is what I meant, and um, and called the bride of Christ. So um that's kind of my thoughts on it. I don't know if that helps out or not, but uh, I do like the thought of he's our bridegroom and that we're the bride of Christ. And we also know, let me read to you from Revelation chapter 19. Um, He says in verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give glory. This is as um, heaven exalts um, as Jesus is getting ready to come back. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. So to me, that's making reference to the believers, uh, to the saints. Right, I understand. Yeah, I've, re- I've also read across, read that verse as well. Okay, yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, good yeah. question. Okay, well, I'm not going to get into the theological debate, so I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you very much, and I'll definitely ponder on that. Um, okay. One, so I, I do have a prayer request, and um, so my wife and I are attending two separate churches, mm-hmm. and I, is she left because of personality conflicts. Uh, we did seek the pastor's help, and pastor prayed for us, but it was more so where we needed to confront the individuals, individual or individuals about it. It wasn't done. Um, my wife doesn't necessarily like confrontation. Um, right. So we were attending another church before that, and she left because she wasn't feeling anything at all and wanted to go to another church. So, And at that, you know, at the time, my wife and I were kind of button heads with each other, and, and um, right. I think there's still some some sense of unforgiveness towards me. Uh, so now, mm-hmm. you know, we, we left that church. I asked, I've asked my, my kids, hey, where do you want to be? And they wanted to be where my wife was at. So I said, okay, great. So we'll go over there. And we've been there for about um, about a year and a half or two years, and now she's left. And now I've asked the boys, where do you want to be? The boys, they're 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 content. They want to stay where they're at, which is the church we're attending now, and um, just kind of stuck and been asking God, where right. does He want 
me and the boys to be, I love that church, and I'm not one for church hopping. Right. And I understand that, yes, there are, if, there are un, if the church is, is unbiblical, I understand, maybe we need to go find another place. But I, I think it's just, I think it's a lot of it has to do with personality, though. She, you know, is she's denying it, but it, it all makes sense to me. So I'm asking the Lord, what, what is it should I be doing? Do I, do I need a, to, to seek fasting? Do I need to go where she's at? But we've done that before, and then we just, we're just kind of tired of it. And the boys, I'm trying to keep, keep them strong in their faith, and they've been asking their mom to come, and she says flat out no. And I, I haven't been—at first I was pestering her, but at, at the moment I just kind of let it go. And we've just been praying you know, for right. unification. So right. I'm not really and singleness sure of heart. Yeah. 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 And keep praying. First of all, keep praying and keep talking with your wife. It's, it's better if you guys go to church together. Um, right. It's not good that you're going to two different churches. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's good. Um, with you being the leader of your house, Ultimately, it should be your decision where you feel like your family's being fed. We're, we're, that that's said, we know biblically you're the lead in that way, but it's hard to go to a church when your wife is not there, doesn't want to be there. Um, that brings challenges. So to continue to pray and to get at that issue of is it personalities, here's the thing about a church. Um, you know, you should be wanting to go to a church, the priority is is they're, they're feeding you the Word of God in the environment of love where you can support the church and the mission of the church, the leadership of the church. You have confidence. And, and to, to know that when you go to a church that there's no perfect church. This isn't heaven. Um, there's going to be um, shortcomings in every church. There's going to be different personalities that can be difficult. That can be hard. And, um, but to just pray Lord that you have me here because this is where our family needs to be. We know that Hebrews chapter 10 says not to forsake of the assembly of ourselves together. Uh, as he says, there is a commandment. There's blessing and benefit of being in a church, but to really pray through and talk about those issues where you can go to church together, all of you, and and the trust in the Lord that he's going to lead you to that. I think that's a very important, like you said, you don't want to do a bunch of church hopping, um, but to be able to settle into a place. And, you know, um, unfortunately that can happen where there's personality conflicts or whatever that may happen. I don't know what it is, but try to resolve that, to bring, you know, to have forgiveness where forgiveness is needed, uh, whatever the case may be, um, but to continually pray and, try to find a church together that your whole family can go to that is biblically based. You said something that kind of caught my ear um, that, you know, really shouldn't go to one who's that's not biblically based. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be at a church that, that is not committed to the teaching of the Word of God, but to find that church and to be there and establish as a family is, is the best scenario. Yeah, I totally I understand that, and I agree with you one hundred percent. 
Um, We were visiting other churches with her because that's what she wanted to do, and then we just couldn't find... She couldn't find a place where she wanted to settle, and it's been going on for for years. And Mm -hmm. I love my wife. I I, want to keep us together, but I've I've gotten to the point in my life, it's like, well, I need to put my foot down and and say, hey, where should we be? We can't just flop around just because somebody looks at you the wrong way or or it doesn't say hi to you or, you know, you just, we, we can't. We can't leave or move around just because there's something we don't like, and we have right. to be an active participant within the body, and right. we have to serve one another. But you know, I've, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not preaching to her. I mean, I was before, and I just, kind of, I let it go. And the boys will look at me, and I'm like, well, we just have to keep praying, boys. And right, yeah, you know, it is, and. And I've seen this quite, a, you know, quite a bit over the years of ministry. Whether it's with the, one of the spouses, um, I've seen it where the husband doesn't want to go, and you know, and the wife is waiting to go, and the kids to a church, and they haven't been to church because there's always an excuse, you know. And I don't know. I I can't speak for your wife. You know the situation, of course. Um, but is it really an issue, or is it just an excuse after a while? And you know, it can be hard and, and for them to, once they've been hurt or cut or disappointed to get back into it. But I think the, I think you got a good mindset on it and a good feeling of it that, you know, there is that time where you're going to lead and say, me and the boys, this is where God's called us and we're going to go and we'd love for you to join us and, um, and just keep praying, praying that the Lord will touch your wife's heart. And we'll be glad to do that right now if you'd like. Yeah, because I don't, I I just don't know what to do. At times, my heart goes out to my boys. Yeah, and this is not yeah. how it's supposed to be. And I understand. And yeah, it, it hurts. It, it, you want to be in church as a family. You want your wife next to you. You know, and your boys, and you're hearing the word of God and serving the Lord together. So, Father, I pray for Dave. He's brokenhearted and. He's not the only couple that is out there. I imagine that there are many that are listening right now that are going through the same struggle, that one or the other spouse doesn't want to go or the kids don't want to go. And Lord, I pray right now for Dave, I pray that you'd minister to his wife, that they would have a church, that she would uh, know um, that it's a place to be, to be benefited and blessed. And Lord, whatever hurts or whatever concerns that she has that she's felt um lord that you would minister to her that she get to that place of going to church as a family and and to be there to hear the word of god to be benefited to be blessed to develop good relationships lord and i just pray for dave you give him wisdom to be able to minister to his wife and to his boys i can tell that he loves them very much and lord desires for them to be in fellowship in church and so lord do that work. Bless Dave. Strengthen him. I pray that you would work in the heart of his wife in every way that needs to be, because you know exactly what she's going through. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. You you bet, Dave. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. God bless. You bet. God bless you, Dave. All right, let's go to Bianca in Aurora. How are Hi, Bianca. You doing? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm doing good and not so good. Oh, okay. Well, can we pray for you in any way? Well, I'd like to say a praise report because the Lord finally answered my prayer about actually going to Israel. He opened that door that I've been praying about, and I'm not going to share all the details, but it's through a friend that works for an airline company, and and she's going to basically put me on her travel benefits. So we're going to be going in April of next year. And so I just praise the Lord for that. Yeah, that's wonderful, Bianca. And my prayer request is I've been having issues with some people. I'm obviously not going to say any names because that's not the point of this, but there have been certain people that, have been just trying to paralyze me in my dreams and and they've been trying to put conditions as to why I can't do certain things and and I just don't know what to do because honestly I just think those people are being used by the enemy and so I just like prayer that the Lord would touch these people's hearts and instead yeah, of criticizing me that they would just simply because I kinda know what they're trying to do in the way, but I just think they're going about it in the wrong way. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people might mean well, but they don't. And, you know, unfortunately, even in the body of Christ, there are those who can be negative and a downer and be critical and gossipy or whatever it is. The issue, too, is that I know they're definitely believers and they're really deep prayer warriors and all that stuff, and I don't get why they have to be that way. And I actually rejected someone's, uh, I'm not going to go too deep, but I think that my rejecting their help kind of is leading to them treating me a bit differently. Okay, yeah. So let's pray, Bianca. (laughs) Father, I pray for Bianca. First of all, I thank you that uh, I know she's had a heart to go to Israel. And Lord, that this provision made for another year for her to go, that um, that, uh, you just prepare her for the trip in every way. And Lord, I thank you for um, the friend that's helped and um, to make this trip possible. And so, Lord, uh, looking forward to, to... 
this year as Bianca just gets ready for it and um, that it would come to pass and um, Lord, that she would be able to go. But also, Lord, as as she hears things that people who don't think she can do things and Lord, that really is up to you. And so, Lord, may Bianca just leave it there and we just pray for for all of us that we would be encouraging and uplifting to other brothers and sisters and uh, just give everything to the Lord because all things are possible through you. And uh, so, Lord, I just pray you bless Bianca. Help her to keep doing uh, what she's doing and loving you and growing in your word and praying for Israel, that ministry that she has you given to her. And, Lord, that um, she commits these things to you. And the Word of God says we don't need to judge another man's servant. Um, mm-hmm. it, we all belong to the Lord. And um, and so, Lord, just work in her, and she can just rest in that, that she belongs to you. And um, you're the one that holds her in your loving hands. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. You bet, Bianca. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. All right. All right, let's go to Troy in Colorado Springs. Hi, Troy. Hi there. I know Hi. you've been holding. Thanks for holding. Oh, thank you for uh, hearing me today. You bet, absolutely. Uh, I've got um, got a situation that I'd like to ask prayer on, and if time, the question. Um, mm-hmm. I made some mistakes at my job and did some things that I shouldn't have. And as a result, tomorrow I'm being uh, decisions being made whether I'm going to get to keep my job or not. And okay. I know that God is in charge and that He's going to work everything out in my life. But I'm very afraid. I'm very stressed, and I'm finding it difficult to not be past my own fear. And so I just like prayer um, about to be able to trust God in this and know that whatever the outcome is, whether I keep my job or lose it, that he's going to have something for me and, and right. to not be stressed and not be stressing my wife because of my own insecurity over the, the whole situation. Right. And, you know, we're going to pray for that. I, I do want to give you some scripture, uh, maybe some of the scripture that you're familiar with. Um, but when we're fearful or anxious, um, we know that Paul wrote to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 1, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And to know that uh, he says that, be anxious for nothing in Philippians chapter 4, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding where God, your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So you commit it to the Lord, um, you give thanks, Pray about everything, give thanks in all things, and then he's going to give you a peace that passes understanding. Um, And even the Psalms, you know, Psalm 56, verse 11, And God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? And just to know that the Lord's with you, and that no evil shall befall you, as the psalmist writes in Psalm 91, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. He's going to keep you, Troy, and um, we're going to pray for your job. He's going to take care of you. Keep looking to him and and keep com- you, you know committing everything to him. So, Father, I pray for Troy. 
I pray that you would help him tomorrow, perhaps as he goes in, that he may lose his job. That may be a reality. He knows that. But Lord, if there's any way that you can uh, rectify the situation or um, Lord, to, to restore his job, that you would work and we commit it to you and that Troy would know that you love him, you're with him, and that um, that you would not give him a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind, that he would commit this to you and give him a peace that passes understanding, and Lord, to know that you're working, and Lord, just be with him, and him and his wife, that they wouldn't be afraid, because these things are very scary, and Lord, provide for them, and bless them in every way, strengthen them in every way, in Jesus' name, amen. And thank you so much. You bet, Troy. Anything else we can do for you? Um, I wanted to ask a quick question, if I can. Absolutely. Um, you sure can. We see in the New Testament Jesus healing people, and it's very direct. You know, um, blind people see, lame people uh, get up and walk away. And we. it appears that in the New Testament he promises that power to his followers and that ability, and yet we don't see that happening in the world today except under very suspicious circumstances, I'll I'll put it. And I just wonder, (laughs) what should the Christian be able to expect as far as, is this something that we can look for, or does God work differently in today's world? Yeah, and I do believe that the, the gifts of the Spirit are for us, and the gift of healing is part of that. Here's the thing about healing. That's God's work. Um, and, you know, it's um, it's something that, uh, that, you know, there's been times where I've prayed for somebody and they've been healed. Um, I remember years ago praying for somebody who was deaf in their ear on one side, and I prayed for them, and, and it kind of popped, and all of a sudden they could hear. Um, but that's the only time that's happened, you know, something like that. Um, there have been times where I prayed for somebody and they got worse and the Lord chose to take them home. And, you know, in a sense, they were healed for eternity when they went home. You got to get kind of committed to the Lord. I believe he still heals. Um, he still heals. Um, you know, we saw the miracles in the New Testament in through the, particularly through Jesus. And as you see the early apostles, um, but we don't see that just that, you know, gift of healing really today. As you said, um, you know, you see it maybe on TV under suspicious circumstances or whatever it is. Um, but he still heals, and it's a work that he does. And I believe that is something that we can pray for healing. So I don't know if that helps at all. I don't have all the answers to it. Um, but it was something that was a part of that marked the apostolic ministry of the apostles that um, was very unique at that time. Um, those unusual miracles of Paul and, and the others that we don't so much see today, but he still does heal. Okay, well, that, that does help, and thank you for the answer, and, and thank you especially for your prayers. You bet, Troy. Hey, we'll be praying for you, okay? All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Yeah, the gift of healing is still there today, and and um, it is a uh, something that um, that you know is God does heal. And speaking of that, let's go to Celia in Platteville. 
You're on Calvary Hi. Live. Hi there. I just want to ask a <sighs> special prayer for my uncle who was diagnosed with prostate cancer over the weekend. And I just heard your last message about healing, and I believe with all my heart that God is good and he works things for his good. So Absolutely. I just ask for his healing, whatever his will is, and uh, just to keep my uncle comfortable until um, uh, God's done with him. Yeah, Celia, absolutely. Father, as we finish the show, we lift up Celia's uncle diagnosed with cancer. Lord, you are the great healer. You do heal today. And Lord, I just pray that you would touch his body, if it's your will, to bring healing to him to take the cancer away, heal every cell in his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And Lord, that he would have a peace and be comfortable. And Lord, more than anything, draw him and his family to you, that they can trust in you, that you're the one that gives us hope. And Lord, you're the great physician, so we lift them up to you for you to work, for you to bless, for you to heal. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Celia. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. We're coming to the end of the show. I want to thank all of you for being a part of this show. And sorry we didn't get to the text messages. And um, But it's so wonderful to be a part of this show, Calvary Live. Be with you next time. Same place, same time. God bless you. And hope you have a great evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.